Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. I want to talk to you this morning, before we receive our tithes and offerings, about the currency of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The currency of the kingdom. You know, there are always changes that take place in the currency of the world. You know, one of the moves is now, it's upon us, is to move into a digital, what they call central bank, digital currencies, which are really programmable and controllable, you know, currency. And many are distraught, many are, you know, troubled in a sense about this move and obviously there are natural reasons for that but I want you to understand I don't care what happens to the currency of the world the currency of the kingdom has never changed amen faith is the currency of the kingdom faith is the currency of the kingdom I want you to say this after me faith is the currency of the kingdom it's not money but it's faith and money of course is just a medium of exchange and a store of value and over the years money has actually changed did you know that you know throughout the obviously precious stones I mean, uh, precious metals and even yeah precious stones have been used for money and currency throughout the years centuries and even crazy things like seashells and beads and even cow dung. Did you know that dung was used as currency in some ancient societies? And, and literally for 700 years in the United Kingdom, they used a system called tally sticks. That was literally the currency, the money. It was just literally a stick with notches in it that determined, determined the, the, you know, the value of the currency and the king would cut it, you know, have it cut in half. One half would be in the king's treasury and the other half would be circulated into public use. And somebody said, well, who in the heck would want to use this piece of stick for money? Well, when the, when the king declares that's legal tender for paying the king's taxes, which is what it says on the Federal Reserve note, legal tender for all debts, debts, public and private, you know, it's all, it's all a debt system. You know, I know people are against debt, but the system's built on debt. If they don't keep increasing the debt ceiling, then everything crashes. And, you know, they, they want us to become debt-free, but then that means there's no more money. Because money equals debt in the world system. So if you rely on that, you have to get into a system of debt. But the Bible tells us to owe no man anything but love. Amen. We are not to be in debt, but we are to walk in love. But, and of course, we know that faith works by love. So faith is the currency of the kingdom. And a lot of people think that having more money is the solution to their problem. If I just had more money, all my problems would be solved. Maybe it makes sense in the natural, but that's really not the case. As a believer, having more money is not going to be the solution to all your problems. Having more faith. Having more faith. 
And faith, obviously, is obedience to the word of God. Believing and speaking the word and acting on the word is what's going to solve your problems. Because if there's not a change in your mindset, if there's not a change in the way you think, if there's not a change in the way you live, then more money is not going to solve it. It's just going to magnify the issues in your life. So faith is the currency of the kingdom. Amen. I want us to go to Mark chapter 12. There's a story here I want to read. Starting with verse 41. Now Jesus said opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quadrants. Half a cent, it says, the amplified. The smallest of coins, two copper mites, basically two pennies. For us today, it would be like two pennies. I mean, literally, if people, you'll see pennies lying on the floor. People wouldn't even just literally waste their time to even pick up a penny. Anybody ever saw a penny on the floor, on the ground, the parking lot? People don't even bother to pick up a penny. She put in two pennies in an offering. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, hey, come over here, guys. Check this out. You know, he literally interrupts the offering because he's watching the offering. If you don't think Jesus is watching the offering, he's watching the offering. It's like, hey, hey, come over here, disciples. Check this out. Check this out. Assuredly, I think there was a guy, one of the disciples was assuredly. Hey, assuredly or verily, verily, come over here. Anyways, I say to you that this poor widow, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who have given to the treasury. Amplifies says this widow whose poverty stricken has put in more than all of the, those contributing to the to the treasure who were the rich that brought in a lot of money. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had her whole livelihood. So obviously, of course, we do need the amount matters in, in terms of getting things done. We understand that. But it wasn't, I mean, and you could say, I mean, what in the world could be done with two pennies in the treasury? You know, but ultimately, this is not necessarily about what's going in the treasury because Jesus is pointing out this woman's faith. So in the amount of money, the rest put in a lot, but in, in the amount of faith, she put in the most. So in terms of the currency of faith, she put in the most faith because she put in her lack, all that she had. And so Jesus recognized not the two pennies, because most people would completely not even recognize. People would actually probably turn their nose up. <laughs> two pennies. <laughs> but Jesus recognized the woman's faith. Because that's what it comes down to. Jesus recognized the woman's faith. And in the amount of the currency of faith, she put in the most. Because man looks on the outside, but God sees the heart. And faith is of the heart. Come on, say this after me. Faith, faith is of the heart. See, Bible faith is of the heart, right? With the heart, you believe. With the mouth, you confess. 
Faith is to be in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. The word of God is near you. It's got to be in your heart and in your mouth. This is the word of faith that which we preach. So the word, the rhema word is a spoken word. It's in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have faith in your heart and then you have to speak it out. You have to confess faith with your mouth. That's why you have to be very, very, very careful what you speak. Because what you speak will produce. Somebody just said, oh my. Somebody said, amen. Somebody else said, oh me. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, and you'll eat the fruit of it. Whether you like it or not, there will be a fruit of the words you speak. That's why it's very important to have faith in your heart and to speak it. But then faith also has to be put into action. And so, having a lot of money is not always the solution. What makes a ministry accomplish something for the kingdom of God is not having lots of money. It's having lots of faith. Because every time God has spoken to me to do something, I never had the money for it. I had to step out in faith to do it, and the money came. The money came. See, faith is the currency of the kingdom that releases the money that you need. And yes, we do need money to buy buildings, to buy vehicles, to do everything we need to do. We need money. However, money is not the answer. And I know it says money answers all things. That's in the world system. Obviously, you can't go pay, say, hey, I'm, here's a building I want, and here's, I'm, I brought all my faith here. Go to the gas station, fill up your tank, you go in to pay, here's my faith. No, you, they, want, they want to see the money, honey, dojo, bread, Fred. But faith is invisible, money is visible. But all things that are visible are created from those things that are invisible. Faith is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there, are, there is an evidence in you that is not seen, but it produces and manifests things that are seen. Money is seen, it's tangible, you touch it, you pay for things with it. It doesn't matter what the currency is, paper or digital, and then people are upset about digital currency. I mean, really, honestly, only about 3% of the the U.S. You know, money supply is in paper form anyways. If everybody ran to the bank tomorrow to get money out, there wouldn't be enough money. That's what happens when the panics hit and then there are bank runs and everybody goes to the bank to get money. They can't get it. And it hasn't really happened here in the United States in a while. But back in the old days, even in the United States, they literally just shut people's accounts down where they couldn't get money. I was actually... In Cyprus, this was, I can't remember what year, probably over 10 years ago now, because we were planning a church and I was doing meetings in Cyprus. And right before I got to Cyprus, they had huge bank runs and people were trying to go to the ATM to get money and they limited how much they could get to 100 euro a day. So it doesn't matter if you had a million euro in your account, you can even get it. So if you, if you think you're going to rely on that, you cannot. You have to... Walk by faith, not by sight, not by feeling. Amen. Amen. I remember back in 2006 when we started our television ministry in Turkey. It was going all over, which still is, all over the Middle East and Europe and North Africa, Central Asia on the satellite. And uh, we literally just had nothing. I didn't even have a person in the church that had ever even touched a professional 
camera. We didn't have any equipment, but we just had a vision. We had faith. And over the next several years, one by one by one, I believed every equipment in. And over $100,000 of equipment. And then eventually by 2009, two full-time staff to work in our media department were producing television programs. And I think, I believe in one year, we produced over 250 television programs. We were broadcasting all over. And it, we started with nothing. And just believe God, I, I mean, I could walk around our, our uh, media department, our, 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 our TV department, and I could just point, if, or if you just pointed to, tell me the story of this one, and tell me, I could tell you the story behind each and every single item in that, how that came to, I mean, it, it, every one of them was a faith story. Literally, how we believed it in, how supernaturally God provided, or how, it was just, everyone had a, a testimony and a story. It was just amazing. And then about 2010, I get a phone call from this American missionary. He said, hey, you know, an organization gave me $30,000 and I want to set up a television studio and I want to do recordings of, you know, Bible teachings uh, for, for a seminary. I want to establish a theological seminary, I mean, sorry, seminary and uh, want, to, want to have different teachers come in and teach. And we, I want to have a video Bible school and all this stuff. You know, and I know that, you know, you've built this whole television. And, and of course, he was in a city uh, where, you know, we were in Istanbul, Turkey, which is the heart of the nation. Everything is in Istanbul. If you want to get anything, you come to Istanbul, you know. So he goes, hey, I'm coming with a guy with me in a van. Would you be able to help me get equipment? I said, okay, yeah, we'll help you. I'll help you. So, you know. We went and spent an afternoon and I took him to all the places where we've gotten our, our equipment. And I'm just thinking, everything that took me three years to get, he got in three hours. Boom, 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 boom. He got them all in three hours. And I was thinking to myself, man, it took me like three years to believe God for every one of these things, one by one by one, you know, using the currency of faith. Here comes, he got everything in, in one shot, loaded up in the van, and then he, he, off he went. And I was thinking, and I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, look at this guy. I mean, he doesn't really have an anointing. He doesn't really have the kind of word that we preach. He's going to do something that's pretty much dead. Look at all the, you know, and somebody gave him the money. He's going to do all of this. And the Lord spoke to him. He said, doesn't matter. He said, he might have equipment, but he doesn't have vision. So it was about two years later, I happened to go to his city and we were actually doing a leadership conference hosted in his building. And, um, and I just happened to ask him. I said, you know, hey, uh, let me see your studio. He goes, oh. When he said, oh, I, okay. So he, we walked into a room. He had a room that was supposed to be. Everything we bought was sitting in boxes. Had never even been opened. They were just sitting in boxes. Had been sitting there for two years. All the stuff that we bought. And then, it, and it was, a, it was a sign to me in a sense. It was a word to me. It doesn't matter. You can go buy everything you want. If you don't have the anointing, if you don't have vision, if you don't have faith to move forward with it, nothing really happens. And then he ended up, you know, losing the building and other things happened and and I don't even know whatever happened to it, but I mean, probably that, that equipment was pretty much outdated anyways within a few years. Yeah. 
So faith is the currency of the kingdom. Because faith is what produces results. You can have all the money in the world and buy a bunch of stuff. But if you don't have a heavenly vision that you can attach your faith to. And grab a hold of the things of God and begin to move in the right direction. Nothing will happen. Stuff will just sit in boxes. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Only faith accomplishes something in the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God operates by faith. And outside of faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's not possible to please God. That means without faith, it's not possible to accomplish anything of kingdom value that will remain in eternity. Whatever you do outside of faith will just be on this side. You can gather up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy or things sit in boxes and get collect dust all over it. Do you understand me? And in all the time that those things were sitting in boxes, we had a vision. We were preaching the word. We had Muslims get 10,000 Muslims got saved through our television programs. Do you really? I mean, that is that, that amount is will be like in the millions for this nation here. People got healed, tumors, tumors dissolved, people got healed from cancer, people got miracles just through our television programs, and that's still going on. We've now, I, I don't even, I've lost counts, over three million contacts we've received to our television programs in the Middle East. So you have to have faith, you have to have an anointing to get moving in the right direction, to get the job done. The anointing is the supernatural equipment to get the job done. Without the anointing, you have nothing. You'll just strive in the flesh and really accomplish nothing of kingdom value. And I want every single person under the sound of my voice today to have eternal rewards that you will be fully rewarded in heaven. You will receive the fullness, fullness of your eternal rewards. And for you to be able to do that, you have to stay in faith. And you have to take your eyes off of other people. Because I could have looked at that situation and be like, man, what is wrong with that? Then I just, I walked out of there seeing those, that equipment in boxes just rejoicing, saying, praise God. You know, because we're getting so much done. Sometimes it's so much less. You'll get more done with less when you're in faith. And eventually faith will produce the money that you need. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not, growing, it's not growing your financial portfolio. It's growing your faith. You have to increase your faith. You have to grow in faith. Amen. Exceedingly growing faith. Even as I know that your faith is growing exceedingly. Paul says our faith needs to be growing. If your faith is not growing, your business will not grow. Your ministry will not grow. Your life will not grow. If you want things to grow in your life, your faith has to grow. And if you find yourself stuck spinning your wheels, then the issue is not with God. The issue is with you. You have to take a good look at yourself and you have to reevaluate some things and you have to get moving in the right direction. And you have to hear, have a word from God. You can't just be wasting your time. We don't have much time. We don't have much time. We can't just sit around wasting time. We have to get, we have to get moving. We have to get busy with the kingdom. We have to be about our father's business. 
We have to get moving in the right direction. We have to have a heavenly word and we have to take that word and run with it. I don't want anyone here, a part of this church, anyone that watches us and is a part of our online congregation or anyone that follows this ministry, as you hear my voice, I don't want any person here to be stuck doing nothing. I want everyone here to be doing what God's called them to do so that they can have the reward in full, prosper, increase, grow, succeed, accomplish the plan and purpose of God for their lives. But it's going to take faith. If you sit around waiting for the money to come, you'll never do anything. You don't need money. You need a word from God. And when you, get a, when you have a word from God, you'll get moving in the right direction and the money will come and the resources will come and everything that you need will come. The provision is there for the vision. So we see this woman put in faith that was invisible because she gave everything, all that she had. Others just put in money, metal, Paper. Jesus looked with spiritual eyes and saw the amount of faith the woman put in. Others saw with the natural eyes the big bags of money and this woman's two pennies. God sees the harvest, not the seed. Why? Because he sees things. He knows the end from the beginning. He calls those things which be not as though they were. So God looks always with the eye of faith because he's a, he's a God of faith. He operates by faith. So the moment you put the seed in, immediately he takes the seed. He adds your faith to it into the equation equals the harvest. You said, oh, where is that in the Bible? I'll show you. I'll show you. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 1, therefore, since the promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Mixed with faith. So seed plus faith equals the harvest. So it might have been two, two mites, but what was the, the amount of faith that caused the two mites to multiply? What is the level of multiplication that's going to happen on the seed? That, that is based on faith. The amount of multiplication that's going to happen on the seed is based on faith. The invisible portion that's mixed. Added to it, added to the equation, added to the formula. See, we just see the seed. And so you may be seeing somebody's harvest and you may be getting offended. God, how come they're getting blessed? What about me? <laughs> Take your eyes off of other people. Because you didn't see the seed they planted. And you didn't see the faith that they put in. You just seen the harvest, you seen the result. But there was something that happened in the process. 
And the good news is God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for others, he will do for you. So when you see someone get blessed, you just need to start rejoicing and dancing and say, praise God, hallelujah. My brother got blessed, my pastor got blessed, my sister got blessed. I'm just praising God, I'm just rejoicing. Because guess what, you're being tested. You need to rejoice with those who rejoice. If you see somebody get blessed and you go, oh, watch out now. You're going to cut yourself off from the blessing. So you need to always rejoice in, in blessing. Hallelujah. And that should, when people get blessed, we should be happy. I want to see, I want to see everyone here get blessed in this church. I want, I want to have everyone under the sound of my voice walking in abundance of blessing. That all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be going in. Blessed shall you be coming out. Everything you put your hands to is blessed and prospers and increases. And God opens to you his heavenly treasure, pours you out a surplus of prosperity that you don't have room enough to receive. Hallelujah. The blessing of God is a testimony of the goodness of God. He's a good God. He's a God of abundance. Hallelujah. So somebody can put in $500 in an offering. But the level of faith could result in a half-fold multiplication. And they might get back $250. Somebody else may put in $10. But their faith causes a thousand-fold multiplication. And they end up with $10,000 in the harvest. I mean, think about that. I want you to, because Jesus said, with whatever you measure... It'll be measured back to you. So whatever you measure out in faith, stir up the faith. Stir up, stir up that, the faith that's in you. When you're giving, don't ever just throw something in the bucket. Don't just give something that's easy or comfortable. Hear from God. Make sure that you know what God's asking you to do and then obey. And as you do, you put your faith out there. And when you planted seed in the ground, you stay on that word. And then you keep watering that word, uh, watering that seed with the word and just speaking over that seed and calling in the harvest from the north, the south, east, and the west. And just say, I've got seed in the ground. I've got my harvest coming in. Hallelujah. Devil, you take your foul and filthy hands off of my harvest. You cannot stop my harvest. Back off. It's mine. I claim it in Jesus' name. I call it in. I call it in in the mighty name of Jesus. I call in the increase. I call in the multiplication. Hallelujah. I call in the acceleration. I'm standing on the word of God. I don't care what the world system says. I don't care what my feelings say. I don't care what it looks like. I know I've got seed in the ground. And that seed is going to produce maximum harvest I thank you Lord it's my harvest I call it in and I thank you Lord that your angels are released to go forth and cause the harvest to come in because here's what happens many times people get all stirred up you know and their faith gets stirred up and they plant a seed a significant seed sometimes a radical seed and especially seed that you plant in a time of lack as this woman did just like I, you know, Isaac sowed seed in the land of famine, which was absolutely in the natural, the wrong thing to do. But yet, within the same year, he received 100 fold, 100 fold, 100 times, 10,000% return on the seed. 
And the Bible says the man prospered. He continued to prosper. That means it, it grew even more than a hundredfold until he became very prosperous and to the point where the Philistines envied him. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the world to begin to envy the church. But, but, then, but then you look at the church, religion, tradition, poverty mindset, barely get by mentality. And most of the, I mean, you, you know, you look at the world, the world doesn't, I'll be honest with you, the financial institutions don't have much respect for the church. You know why? Because they don't believe that they can pay. When we go look at buildings and they look at church, they just, I said, hold on now. We can afford this and more. So don't even talk to me about that. Well, what's the size of your church and budget? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the size of my church or the size of my budget. It has to do with the size of my faith. It has to do with the size of your faith. It doesn't have anything to do with the size of your budget. It has to do with the size of the vision and the size of the faith that you walk in. And it's time for the church to rise up in great and big vision, great and big faith, great faith, great faith, the kind of faith that will get the attention of Jesus when he said, I have not seen such great faith. I want you to be the one that Jesus says about you. I have not seen such great faith. Ah. Glory to God. Glory a Dios. That's why in the second half and second part of this message, I'm going to talk to you about how to increase and release your faith. Because that's, that's the way of moving forward. That's the way to get to where you need to get to. That's the way to get to the next level. That's the way to come out of the place of lack, come out of just enough to get into the place of more than enough. That's the way to get, in, get you in the plan and purpose of God for your life where you, you are now doing exploits for the kingdom. Every single person here, I don't care how young you are, how old you are, how educated you are, or how uneducated you are, it doesn't matter where you come from. It, maybe you were born on the, uh, <laughs> on the wrong, wrong side of the tracks. I don't really care. God has no respecter of persons. He's looking for vessels that will take a hold of the word of God. Every single one of you, if you are born again, listen, if you are born again, Filled with the Holy Ghost, we are all on equal footing. You have received the divine nature. You have the same Holy Ghost that raised Christ from the dead dwelling within you. You have the same Holy Ghost. You have the same God kind of life. And you can have the God kind of faith that will move mountains. So don't look at anything on the outside. Look at what has been deposited on the inside of you. The treasure that's in this earthen vessel. Put value on that treasure. Hallelujah, and, and sow into that treasure, feed into that treasure, build up your spirit, man, build up your faith. Every single one here, you're a vessel of honor. God's hand is on you. He has called you and anointed you. You've been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. This is your time. This is your hour. You are the one. Don't look for another. Your life matters and we need every single one of you. There will not be any unused members of the body of Christ in these last days. We cannot just rely on one or two or three 
big name preachers to rise up. We need everyone in the body of Christ to rise up. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Once you realize who you are, once you realize you get a revelation of who lives on the inside of you. Let that big God become big on the inside of you. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Amplify says did not benefit them because he was not mixed with faith. With, with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. <laughs> By those who heard it, neither were they united in faith with the ones, says Joshua and Caleb, who heard it and did believe it. So there'll be one or two that will believe it and take a hold of the word of God and they'll begin to move forward. They'll go into the promised land. They'll take out giants. They'll do mighty things for the kingdom of God, but we need every single one united in faith, coming together. Hallelujah. We, we don't want to leave anyone behind. We don't want to leave anyone behind. God wants to release big vision on the inside of you because the capacity of your spirit is big. Your mind may not comprehend it. The, wheel, the hourglass will begin to spin when you try to calculate up here. And you'll get error messages out of memory, out of memory, out of resources. Your mind cannot do it. You cannot live out of your mind. You got to get down in your spirit, man. You got to get down in the spirit. Out of your, out of your belly. Out of your belly will flow rivers. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Not out of your head. Your head is for thinking. Your belly is for drinking. That's why you got to become a drinker. You got to get drunk in the Holy Ghost to do crazy things. If you're sober in your right mind, you won't do it. You'll think yourself out of it. You'll talk yourself out of it. You'll sit there trying to calculate, put, put numbers down on a piece of paper, and they will never add up. But when you are in your spirit, man, and there's faith on the inside of you, and you'll begin to move forward, and you'll begin to believe God, and you'll begin to believe and speak, having the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. So I'm not concerned about whatever currency they're going to come up with. My currency hasn't changed. It's faith. I've been in many countries with many different currencies. But faith was always the constant. And some countries, the exchange rate is crazy. Look not upon the natural. Because you carry a supernatural God on the inside of you. Mix faith with the word you hear. Believe it. When I'm speaking to you about vision today, believe it. Grab a hold of it. Say, that word is mine. Oh, Lord. I literally got blank stares. When you hear it, say, that word is mine. 
Come on, can I, can I hear it? That word is mine. That word is mine. I'm taking a hold of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to that word. That word is mine. I'm taking it. I have hidden that word in my heart. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to protect that word. I'm going to protect my heart. I'm not going to listen to the naysayers. I'm not going to listen to the vision stealers. I'm going to stand on the word. God is with me. Who can be against me? Hallelujah. I'm going into the promised land. I'll take out the giants that come in my way. For my God is mighty. And he's with me. Hallelujah. When people get prophecies, I, I say, I take that too. I'm very greedy when it comes to receiving the word. I was in a meeting and there was an African prophet. He called out this lady and, and he prophesied to her. He said, the Lord's going to give you a new house. And she just stood there, gave him a blank stare. He looked at her and said, because you didn't receive the word, you will not have it. And then another guy jumped, said, I'll take that word. And then somebody ran up and put $10,000 in his hand for down payment. Just because there's a word doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. You have to mix faith with it. Otherwise, it's not going to benefit you. You have to say, I'm taking, that's my word. I'm taking a hold of that word. I'm standing on that word. I will not be swayed. I won't be turned to the left or to the right. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the circumstances say. That is my word. And I'm going to believe it. I'm going to speak it. And it's going to come to pass for me. I feel faith rising in the house today. Glory to God. Say this after me. Faith, Faith is the currency, is the currency of, the of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.